What are boundaries? Why are they important? And how do you set them without damaging your relationships? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the creative intellectual. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, recovering people pleaser. And with me, as always, is my gratuitously gregarious co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and um, a person who is willing to say no to you. Cool. That rolls off the tongue yeah. really well. <laughs> yeah, right. I should put that in my bio. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Lovingly well. say no to you. No! <laughs> sometimes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's true. <laughs> sometimes it's you can't handle, you know, see, you, this is, well, this is one good thing about you. You're really good at lovingly saying no if you know somebody can't handle not lovingly saying no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I do get some glee out of it occasionally, I admit. <laughs> yes. Well, so that's really on theme for today because today we're talking about setting boundaries with friends and family. But first, if people enjoy this episode, Nathan, where can they go to support us and engage more with us and our Overthinkers community? They can go to theoverthinkersjournal.com where we have posts and bios about the host. You can learn more about us and you can send all of your love and hate mail uh, via our, um, our get in touch with us uh, there. And you can also go to the Overthinkers Facebook group. There is now 1300 of us and we are sharing memes and articles and discussions. We're having fun and we would love for you to be a part of it. And if you really do like the podcast, it really would mean a lot to us. If you would leave us a review, it helps us so much and share with a friend. Awesome. Fantastic. Yes. We um, just had our Overthinkers event, first live event, and that was went really well. Really excited to see all. Oh of my you. goodness. It was it, honestly, after two years of doing this, you know, via computer and yes. via digitally. Yes. And, 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 you know, when you do a podcast, you never know who's out there. We can see right. all the downloads and such, but you, you don't have that connection. So it was such a, a meaningful time to actually be able to connect face to face with people who love the things we love. And yeah. so keep an eye out for more events. We will be doing one in the spring. Uh, yeah. Hint, hint, it's going to be an Oscars party. Uh, so we want to see you there and we'll all have fun. And um, yeah, so absolutely go to the website and check out for more live events. Cause we had so much fun. Cool. Awesome. All right. So you ready to get started on our discussion today? Let's do it. Perfect. All right. So boundaries are always a subject that gets brought up when discussing healthy relationships. According to the American Psychological Association, boundaries are a psychological demarcation that protects the integrity of an individual or group, or that helps a person or group set realistic limits on participation in a relationship or activity. These boundaries may be when and how to say no to things they're asking you to do, which Nathan Clarkson is very good at, how much time you spend with them, or in the case of toxic family members, limits on the oppor their opportunities to hurt you. Many people struggle with how to have deep relationships with friends and family while still setting healthy boundaries, as evidenced by all the successful books and articles on the subject, like Boundaries by Henry Cloud. On the other hand, an increasing number of Americans are setting the ultimate boundaries by cutting off relationships with friends and family entirely. According to the Economist piece, How Many American Children Have Cut of Contact with Their Parents, 27% of adult Americans are estranged from a close family member. Some people fear that in this eagerness to set boundaries is contributing to the fact that Americans have fewer friends than ever before, according to a study by the Survey Center on American Life. Nathan, 
What do you think is the right way to approach setting boundaries with friends and family? How do you know when it is right to set a boundary and when it can prevent you from experiencing intimate and meaningful relationships? This has been a lifelong process for me, mm. learning the um, the balance of this and learning the the uh, uh, how do I say it the the delicate nature of setting and actually living and honoring boundaries. Not yeah. only in setting them for myself, but also recognizing people around me, my friends and family's Ooh. boundaries, and being someone who honors those boundaries. Oh, that's because really I really do believe boundaries. Um, are the only way to have healthy friendships, healthy relationships, and ultimately a healthy life. But yeah. I think you know, early on, um, you don't realize this. You don't even think about this. It's not something that you have right. uh, uh, articulated in your mind or understood about what boundaries mean. But boundaries, I think for me, is just the reality that all of us are finite humans. We have needs. We get depleted. Um, we, we aren't able to be, how do I say it? God. And sure, so yeah. boundaries are the things we use to protect ourselves, to survive, and to ultimately make sure that we are healthy and other people are healthy. Now, what does yeah. this practically look like? What does it mean in, in real life, you know, outside of just the abstract definition? Um, boundaries can look uh, um, like a million different things in a million different ways. And, um, you know, the, the book Boundaries, I read and it really changed my life. You know, I don't mm. usually endorse so wholeheartedly a book, but this book really changed the way I did relationships, changed the way I did my life. And, you know, as I alluded to earlier in my um, opening bio, uh, it gave me the freedom to say no and say no lovingly. I think yeah. right now what I see a lot is the world asking so much of everyone. We did an episode on compassion fatigue yeah. and how yeah. it asks in once and guilts us into doing things. And if the world on Facebook can make us feel um, guilted and pressured into things, can you even imagine how difficult yeah. it is in interpersonal and familial relationships? And so boundaries are these things that help us um, say, this is what I need to be healthy. And for yeah. me to do that, I might have to put a boundary here. Um, like I said, let's, let's think about this practically, you know, and I'm going to give examples all through the book boundaries. He gives examples, but you know, this is knowing when to say, you know, I would love to be at your party. That sounds like so much fun, Yeah. but I have worked all week. I have a wife and a kid at home and I'm really exhausted. And for me, um, you know, going to that would, wouldn't be healthy for me so i'm gonna have to say no yeah you know, i hear a lot of people say it, there's memes about this uh, millennials talk about this all the time about not having the ability to say no and they get guilty yeah. going things or they just ghost people and don't show up but we see a lot yeah. of that um but boundaries is learning how to confidently and lovingly say i can't go to your party and that's okay or it can be even more serious with um you know things in um relationships or family or you know if you if you talk about those kinds of things i'm not going to you know, want to spend as much time with you because that really makes sure. me uncomfortable. Or yeah. if you if you speak to me in that way, I'm going to have to not um, not engage with you um, publicly anymore. Or if you continue using those, whatever it is, or or th there's a lot of different ways. I'm sure we can bring up yeah. more and more as the episode. But it's learning how to know what is healthy for you and how you can be the healthiest person and setting those boundaries in your life um, for your own sake and for the other's sake. Because I also have found, and you talked about this in the book, that when you set boundaries, that actually helps the other person, the other individual with whom you are setting boundaries become healthier or gives them the opportunity to become healthier yeah. as well. Setting a boundary gives other people opportunities as well while you are protecting and engaging with self-care. So that's just a little intro to what boundaries are. Um, Joseph, have you found boundaries being help helpful in your life? Have you had 
any oh. struggle <clears throat> setting them. Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, I opened up by calling myself a recovering people pleaser. And so, you know, <laughs> that's, you know, I think that, I think your, your definition of boundaries is really good. I think, I, you know, the fact that it's an acknowledgement of the limits that you have saying like, you know, I can't be all things to all people. I can't be God. I can't do everything. And so I have to be able to say no to certain things. I can't be everything that my friends need me to be um, because I just don't have the capacity for that. I think also, I think of it as the acknowledgement of at least some ownership over your own self, whether it's your body, mm. your time, your priorities. Um, and it's the, the, that's why we feel so disrespected when people don't respect our boundaries, because to a certain degree, they're saying that you don't have the right to make decisions about your own life, your own time, your own body, your own priorities. And so I think that, you know, <laughs> Uh, respecting that in other people and respecting in yourself is simply an acknowledgement that at the very least, you know, you may not have ultimate rights over your own self in the sense that, you know, God has ultimate rights over you, you know, you, uh, you know, if you're a Christian, something like that, but you at least have the ownership over this, the steward of this, your own body and your own time, and other people don't have those automatic rights over you. Um, and you don't have those automatic rights over other people. And yes. Um, and so it's autonomy. Mutual, exactly. That autonomy. And it's autonomy is a very good, beautiful and sacred thing. And oftentimes people feel guilty about is like it feels selfish to uh, say that I have that right and you don't have the right to demand this of me. But it really is a respect of the sacredness of um, yourself and the person individual to say that you have the right to, to say no to this or to set limits on that. Um, and so yeah. people have, and, and I think I, you know, you know, I do, again, I struggle with that saying like, cause partly for selfless reasons, but like, I want to be able to help this person. Like the, I, somebody calls me up and says, you know, I'm going through a hard time right now. I really like to talk, you know, I want to be able to do that for people all the time. Um, mm. But the thing is, again, I have to understand, I actually have limits. I can't, you know, I get burnt out. I get worn out um, and I can't always do it. And to a certain degree, there is a pride aspect. It's like, oh, I think that I can do all things for all people all the time. Yeah. I can be your hero, baby. Yeah. Um, and there is this also a selfish what? aspect of it where it's like, I don't want to have to choose my priorities. I don't want to have to choose which relationships that I invest in or that I might lose out on if I deprioritize them. Mm. You know, there are things, I think, you know, again, millennials are all about the FOMO, the fear of missing out. And so yeah. that's um, the fear that if, if, that if you say, you know, I'm gonna prioritize this relationship over that relationship, then I might lose out on the benefits that come from that relationship. Um, well, and, it, and yeah, sometimes in setting boundaries, you will lose something. You know, we've yes. seen Hollywood in the past little while, especially after the Me Too movement, talk about boundaries and, and yes. consent. The, the concept of consent is really, it falls right in line with the concept of boundaries. Oh, absolutely. It's saying you don't have the right to expect or demand or pressure me into this. And I have the uh, the autonomous right to say no. And, you know, you yeah. hear all these stories about um, about people being pressured into things on screen or behind screen yep. that they didn't want to. And... Um, and ultimately, this movement is all about, no, you can set bound. You can say, I'm not going to do yeah. that. And if you do that, if you ask or pressure me again, that you'll lose me. And sometimes you do lose out on things. Yes. But ultimately, you lose out on things, which is unfortunate because of other people's decisions. And yeah. even when you do lose out, it's as 
it ultimately results in you being a healthier person. And and that is a valuable thing. So you might have to say no to the party and not going to have fun that night, but ultimately you, it might be best for you to not go and set that boundary. Even Absolutely. If you get, you, well, because I mean, obviously you get, first of all, you are rested enough that you're actually able to engage in a healthy way with other people when you do have energy. Because again, if you go to all the parties, you don't get any rest, then you're no good to anybody. You're not able to have fun. Yes. Nobody's able to have fun with you. Things like that. Um, I think that in, in a, the other thing about this, um, oh wait, I lost what I was going to say. Um, regardless, there, there's another aspect of the, um, oh, I'll, I'll say is that this is actually something I think is interesting, which is that you brought it up, which is that, you know, I, I sort of frame this as, you know, how do you, um, you know, maintain boundaries while also having intimate, deeper, intimate relationships. But it is also true, as you sort of alluded to, that having boundaries actually can help you maintain relationships because, mm. you know, one of the things you see that with, with our generation is a, a greater degree of ghosting. Because we're afraid to have the confrontations of our boundaries. And so we don't even talk to people about setting them. And so we just don't stop talking to them. The the alternative to setting boundaries is actually the further dissolution of the relationship with somebody that makes us uncomfortable. And actually setting boundaries, actually setting, no, I can say no to you means that I can maintain the relationship with you because you're not going to ask me of anything that I don't consent to. Yeah, well, and I like that you said that it actually setting boundaries can actually um, uh, help your other relationships and and maybe even the current one within which you are setting boundaries. But I have noticed that, you know, as I've been in a lot of different cities and even as I've written my books and made my movies, a lot more people want my time constantly, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is which is a huge honor, by the way. Yeah. It means so much to me that people want my time and attention but I also know that I'm a limited human yeah. that I can't unfortunately give attention to everyone. And if I did, my marriage would suffer. My friendship yeah. with, with you would suffer. My friendship uh, with we can't have other that. people important in my life. Yeah. We can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, you have to, part of a boundary is learning what you most want in life yes. and what's the yeah. best for you. And so, you know, I am so lucky to have a close group of friends with whom I really um, grow, um, I, I, I respect, and because of my friendship, it really blesses me and is healthy for me. Yeah. But to do that, I had to, I had to invest in them, which means I had to say no to yeah. other things and people in my life. And it's not to say no to people, say no to other things. But I set a boundary because I saw the value yeah. of protecting the thing I had. You know, you when you get married, you learn to fully invest in a wife. Yep. Um, sometimes you have to say no to the things outside the marriage. You know, yep. I, w- you know, I want to go on that trip across the whatever, uh, right. and go to, <laughs> you know, Vegas, sure. Yep. But I'm married and, and this is my priority. So boundaries right. come out of priorities. And so to protect this thing, this marriage, my mm-hmm. wife, um, I have to say no to these things that I know would take away from my relationship here. So it does come out of not just the setting boundaries just because you want to or because you, you're tired. It all, it's also because you value something. Yeah. It's putting a, a protective wall around things and saying, yeah. you know, uh, this is something I value, which is why I'm saying no to something else, you know? That's and so the, yeah. but here's the thing. And I'm wondering what, what you think about this. A lot of times when I talk about boundaries to people who maybe aren't as familiar with the concept, boundaries to them sound selfish. Right. It sounds like, you know, and there's, you know, within the church, especially there's been kind of this thing, you should expend yourself until you have right. nothing left. You should serve right. for free. You should give everything away. You should, um, you know, and there's, 
I don't want to call it guilt, but it is guilt, you know, and we feel this guilt and it kind of pressures you into giving everything, doing everything um, and at the expense of yourself. Yeah. And with that mentality, when you hear saying no to something, especially yeah. something that's even good, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, it can sound selfish. Well, you should be going and doing that. There's a lot of the shooting and, yeah. you know, but then we look at the, the example of Christ ah. And yeah. <laughs> yes. consistently set boundaries. Yeah. I, he walked away from crowds. He spent yeah. time alone. Yeah. He napped. He rested. Yeah. This is God incarnate. And he is setting boundaries to protect his um, health, his yeah. well-being, so he could better serve yes. and yeah. love in, in the areas of his life. Um, so I do understand <laughs> that it feels selfish to say no yeah. to someone. It feels mean. And no one wants to be mean. But I do think there are ways to lovingly do it. And I think if you don't do it, it's not loving. In fact, yeah. and I want to talk about the family too. So. Yeah. So I want to do that. And I want to also give people some practical steps of what they can say is how they know they're setting healthy boundaries versus unhealthy boundaries. But, um, the, but I'll say to say, yeah, again, as a, as a preacher's kid, like I said, we're both, we're both yeah. had, you know, parents who were pastors and, you know, I, I, for a long time lived literally in a, a, a house that was right next to the church. So yeah. everyone felt very entitled to come up to knock on the door of our house in order to ask my dad a question, you know, or to yeah. get his help with something. Then the calls began. Well, I, I think I may be coveting my own wife. Um, that was a place where like the boundaries were not, not very good. People, people tend to think of their pastors as, um, uh, as they always are entitled to the pastor's time. Yes. And I deserve your time. I deserve your time. And the thing is, it's, it's always, I deserve your time. Maybe not they deserve your time, but I certainly deserve <laughs> your time. And I think that there is enough level of entitlement that people have a time and particularly, and, and, and the church and ch Christian teaching can sometimes um, get, create a, a holy, uh, a, a holy wall around that. So it sounds good and virtuous It's like, look, you're supposed, but I think that first of all, it's, it's, it's often a sense of pride that we think we can do everything. It's not, you know, mm. it's to say, to say it's selfish to try not to do everything, but it's also an idea of pride to think we can do everything, which so is not setting a boundary is can be a pride issue. It's, it's, it can be exactly. It is a it is a pride issue. If you do, if you think you can do it all, it is a pride issue, which has always been considered by the church to be the height of the, the biggest sin. So if you're going to talk about selfishness mm -hmm. versus pride, the pride one maybe you should be a bit more scared of. But I'll also say that, you know, again, you do have to say it's an issue of what are your priorities because again, you know, you are only because you're a limited human being, you can only invest in a certain number of things at a certain number of times. And I think it takes some thought. It's like, okay, what should my priorities be? Because it's true. Many of us perhaps should be, you know, doing more good for people than we are. Sure. Perhaps. And like, we'll do a podcast on that. For precisely. Sure. But you are a limited resource. And so as you're saying, okay, what is the best way for me to do good? And to whom? And to what? Because again, you said like the more that you give to a wide group of people, the less you have to invest in the close people in your life. So is it yeah. selfish to decide I'm going to invest fully in these individual people mm. versus invest a little bit in a lot of people? I don't know that that's more selfish. It may be just a different idea on investment. Now, is it selfish to say, I want to invest in a career that will give me the ability to have resources to give more to people? Is that 
more selfish than saying I'm going to expend myself so much that I'm not actually able to have money to give to other people? I don't know. Again, it's a that's a difficult question. So I think it's where well, and it's one you have to answer personally. What are your precisely, values? Precisely. What are your values? And are you thinking through those values? And are those values mm. in line with um, in line with their contradictory to, you know, again, God, you know, your proclaimed values of God or whatever else. Um, I think a lot of people just don't think through them. And so they're they're um, they're vulnerable to people saying, actually, your value should be this other thing. So and we, we talked a little bit about the church, um, which is which has unfortunately been known uh, to cross boundaries and demand yeah. um, a, a lot from people, maybe even unfairly uh, in a way that um, people don't have expend yeah. themselves too right. far. But I think also, even if you're not a churchgoer, no. we can also see this reflected in the workplace now. I have yeah. had, uh, when I was, you know, when I was, <laughs> I'm a poor starving artist. And um, <laughs> along the way, I've had a lot of different jobs. And yeah. it's funny, I found this consistency through almost every one of my workplaces. And I'm talking, you know, fast foods and delivery yeah. pizzas and stuff. And it was, this should be your number one priority. Yeah. Everything else in your life should be sacrificed for your job. And yep. if you don't, you will be punished. And, you know, you hear the words like we're a family. You hear a lot of the stuff we criticize church about. You hear it exactly in your job. Oh, yeah. like this too. Well, it's the, this should be your number one priority. And so you get these calls and it's like, well, can you, um, you need to come in and cover tonight. It's like, well, I, you know, I, that wasn't on my shift and I made other plans. Well, are you really serious about your family here? Are you really serious yeah, about yeah, that? Yeah. And you're yep. going, it's not that I, I'm not committed to my job, but I also have other things I want to be committed yeah. to. And so it's interesting that you watch that a lot of the world, be it in church, be it in jobs, and we'll talk about more of the personal relationships in a second, the the one thing that is often utilized to get you to cross boundaries to get, is guilt, yeah. is, um, is manipulation. And yeah. so really when you're setting boundaries, you're choosing not to be manipulated. Right. And that yeah. can go even more strongly hand yeah. in hand with, um, familial and friendship relationships, well, it's, but it's I'll, also I'll, more complicated. I'll, I'll add to that what you say that the, um, is that, uh, uh, what'd you call it? You said work. We talked about church, work, politics, because we did that whole thing on, you know, uh, yeah. you know, should, yeah. Uh, can you tear too much? Again, every political cause, every activist, every yes. charitable cause says, no, we should be your number one priority. Um, I think that's interesting. Every single group that has a priority, that's their number one priority, whether it's themselves or it's cause or workplace thinks that, they should be your number one priority. And you're right, yeah. it, particularly because we live in a society now where fewer and fewer groups have coercive power, you know, where they mm. like, the, like the church and, and the government have fewer, have fewer abilities. We don't live under serfdom either. So like the workplace even has fewer ability to say, well, if you don't do this, I'll kill you. So everybody, the only track everybody has is, but we're a family, so you have to like do it for us. If you us. don't do this, we'll guilt you. Exactly. Is, <laughs> yeah. The only sword they have left. Yes. So to, now, to, to get into what you were talking about, about um, family and personal and personal relationships, um, what, uh, what, are, what are ways that, how, how do you navigate that? What is the best way to navigate that when you have a, a familial um, or a or deep personal relationship bond where somebody is saying, okay, when it this is something actually you actually is a family. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yes. <laughs> I think it's being aware because we talked a little bit about this, how typically the way people ask you to cross your boundaries is manipulation. And we right. all know that families can be manipulative that, you know, and use the, because we're family, you should do this. Yeah. But I, I still think, even though I'm a big proponent of family and, yeah. you know, I'm lucky enough to come from one I really get along with and love, I mean, love me, um, you know, the story after story after story of either marriages or, or families or, you know, um, 
or relatives or whatever it is asking things of you that you cannot or do right. not wish to for the sake of your health give. Yeah. And that can come in a lot of different ways. That can come of you need to visit me all the time. You need to do this all the time. Right. And one of the best ways to set a boundary practically about that is is expressing, I do want to visit you. Here's when I can, and here's sure. when I can't. And that's really hard to say to someone we love. Right. Um, we don't want to say can't visit or, or, or we're doing something else or things like that, or we yeah. can't talk or wh whatever it might be. But it's learning to say, I do value you, find the ways and express that you do value yeah. me, but this is what I can offer you. So it's a lot of time just giving a clear offer of what you yeah. are able to do. I am able to give you yeah. this amount of time. I am able to talk to you on this night. You know, I've been with therapists um, since, I was a, since I was a young man and therapists I love have this amazing ability to set boundaries because they have to pr professionally do this, right? Yeah. They, they're there to hear all your problems, to help you, to care, to cry with you, to work through emotional things. And when that hour is up, they say, all right, I have another client. I care about you, but our time is up now. Yeah. And I always thought that was so healthy. And I love that because they did show care. They did show time. They did give me these things, but they also had this ability to say, okay, the time is up. I'll see you next week. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, you can just stay here forever. And, and I think um, that is hard for a lot of people I understand, yeah. but I think that's a really healthy way and model to work in our own lives. Show yeah. care in the yeah, the spaces you can and the spaces you can offer someone show deep care, be with them, be present, don't be looking at your phone, engage with them, and then be very clear about when um, you are no longer able to offer them that and say, this is yeah. the time I can and this is the time I can't. But then boundaries can be crossed familiarly. And I hear this a lot. And I'm lucky that I haven't experienced this firsthand. But where um, and, and it's still asking something of you where people are saying, things that are really offensive or degrading about other ah, yes. people or yourself yeah. or your life. Um, you know, people who, who disapprove of you or pressure you into, yeah. you know, we all know that, that when are you going to get married? Sure, um, yeah. you know, when are you going to have a kid? Uh, yeah. you know, or, or I don't like your lifestyle. You need to change, or I don't like your uh, boyfriend. Yeah. You should break up with them. Those are areas in which, you know, for your own mental health, you're going to have to say, I love you. And I know that you care about me, but, I will not have this conversation anymore. And if yeah. you try to have this conversation, you will get less access to me. And yeah. eventually, if you don't respect my boundaries, I'm going to have to cut off all access to me until yeah. you can respect my boundaries. And that sounds so harsh. And it's so difficult to actually implement this. But this is a way that we must protect ourselves and our relationships, again, because we have the idea of what's what we most value and what we most yeah. want um, and what will bring us the most health in our yeah. lives. And it's really difficult. Um, but the people who have been through this have told me that has worked the best that you oh, yeah, have yeah. to set these boundaries. I'm not willing to talk about or engage with these things with you. And if you keep on pressing me or keep on manipulating me into them, I will have to cut off um, more and more access to myself. No, that does, that does sound really good. I think I like, you know, there's a couple of things that you said that I think really are, are really important. Like one is, again, being very clear, and this will take some time thinking through yourself. What do you think are your priorities? Like, what are your priorities for yourself and for your life? And are do you think that those match your values and that are those are, are morally the right ones that you should be doing? Because once you think through and you're certain about it for yourself, it's harder for people to guilt you into mm. uh and to say no these should be your priorities but the other thing is that you brought this up is uh communication a lot of times what happens with yes. families particularly is both parties have a different idea of what the hierarchy of priorities should be in each other's lives 
And it's like, you know, for, for, again, for kids, you know, who have, you know, are, are off in the city and, and doing a career and doing things like that. There's like, look, you know, I think that coming down for Christmas and Thanksgiving is enough, you know, is, is, and that's, mm. that's just like, but for parents, it's like, no, there's, there's, of course I want you to have, be in the city, but I feel like I, we should be more of a priority than some of the other things in your life. And so there's a, a lot of mismatch. So actually having the conversation about that when there seems to be a mismatch is a way to avoid some of those conflicts sometimes, or at least to have the conflicts on the table that they can be worked out, or if they can't, then you find that out. Um, yes. So I think that, that that's an excellent aspect to to talk about. And 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 then being able to have those very clear okay, if, if you can't respect these, because I'm clear on where my boundaries are and what things you can't cross, um, that can be something we go next. Now, the thing is, what's, what's really important, you also put is that where you can give of yourself and sacrifice and show sacrificial love, and mm, it's not yes. crossing a boundary, you make an investment there. Because yes. it's like, look, I, I can't, you know, it's like you said to the therapist, I can give all of myself between these time periods. And that's yes. where I'm sacrificial. It's like for, you know, for, for parents, whatever it is for you and your parents or your siblings, what is a way in a place like you can sacrifice and be show sacrificial love to them. Um, and serve without, and give and of yourself. Absolutely. It, without crossing boundaries that are going to be unhealthy for you. Um, that's yes. something you should do. Because oftentimes we give what is, we think, average and decent, but then we cut off boundaries other places. So it's like, no, give self sacrificially and lovingly where you can. And then set boundaries in the places where you need to. So I think those are really, really good. I may mean, think that there's one story that I hear, and you know, it's as a preacher's kid again. You hear this story. I heard this story cycled through a few mm. times, where there's again a, a parent who was, you know, would a, a dad who with his daughter would be verbally abusive to her, you know, mm. whenever they talked, and but she still wanted to obey the commandments to honor, you know, father and mother. So what she would do is she would say, look, every week. I will call you on the phone, but when you start being verbally abusive with me, I will hang up. And she did wow. that. She like had to get like, I don't know if I could do that, but she's every, you know, she every week she would call him. And when he got verbally abusive, she would hang up. And she did that every single mm. week. And eventually he stopped being verbally abusive to her. And they actually were able to build and repair a relationship. So now, her boundaries actually helped him become precisely. a better person. Precisely. And so like, again, I'm not saying that that's the model that you should do if you have a verbally abusive parent or whatever, but you see a situation, a situation, a situation, you know, your situation. Better than Precisely. Else. But just painting a picture of like, what does it look like to sacrificially give to the people we do have obligations to while still setting boundaries in a way that is redemptive for yourself and for them is, is the stuff that you should start. We should start thinking about. Um, well, and I want to reiterate one thing real quick too, is is that boundaries are loving. Because we talked a little yes. bit about yeah. um, people thinking that boundaries are ultimately selfish. And guess what? People can think they're setting boundaries that are loving and they're just selfish. Right. You know, I don't want to help you or serve you. And, and you right. talk that. No, find ways and places you can serve the ones you really love and, and, and care for other people. This is not to preserve your selfish lifestyle that I right. don't want to hang out with people. I don't want to do this. I don't want to help or love people and cut everything off. That will hurt you. You yes. do this for your own good and boundaries will help you become a healthier person. I saw this in my parents and, yeah. and I was so glad that my parents knew how to draw boundaries because 
because my parents have thousands and thousands and thousands and yeah. thousands of people who wanted them, who learned from them, who garnered from them. And so people wanted their time. And my mom gave them their time in a specific place because she really desired to love them, gave everything. I'd watch her at conferences with lines of hundreds of people yeah. who wanted crying with her and she gave to them. But eventually she said, you know, she had to draw back and say, but my kids are yes. my ultimate priority. And so I'm going to have to draw a boundary and I'm going to have to leave now. I care about you all, but my kids are my priority. I need, I'm yeah. going to spend time with them. So I had a mom who could have, if had she not set boundaries, I could have been neglected very yes. easily yeah. for career or whatever, but she chose above career, above money, above whatever, or even people getting mad at her for doing this, yeah. that ultimately us kids were her priority and, and the family was a priority. So she chose that. So setting boundary was a thing of love. Yes. It wasn't a thing of selfishness. That, like that's, that I think is, is what we're talking about is again, you know, if you have a selfishness problem, that's a completely different thing. Boundaries yes. are to protect where you put your love and place your love. Yes. And that's something that, you know, there, there are better and worse answers to that, you know, because it, it, but they're also in very individual. And so you have to figure yes. out for yourself, is this boundary one that I'm trying to protect something harmful or is this boundary something to protect something away from uh, me to love? Um, and uh, and you have to figure that so out. Gaze at what you're protecting. Yes. Gaze exactly. at what boundaries you're setting and why. And to sum up a little bit, I do want to, I just want to reiterate a couple things. One, decide what your values are, yep. what needs to be protected, what needs to be valued in your life, and then go and say what will add to this and what yep. will take away from this. Yep. So when you have that ultimate love, be it family, be it a spouse, be it um, a, you know, a project, your dreams, whatever it might be, and say this needs to be protected and invested in, decide what will add to that yep. and what will be taken away from that. And from there, you can set boundaries. And then to reiterate what you mentioned earlier, Joseph, is be communicative. Don't yep expect everyone will know yeah, um, yes. say you know do what the therapist does i can do this and this at this certain time yeah and be very communicative and i would add in a non-reactionary way don't do this in a fight don't do this when you yes, are yeah. um and when you are high emotion when you're you yeah know, right up in that amygdala do this when you have thought it out when you have thought yeah. through things um and that will be a way for you to set boundaries in a more healthy place yeah and more accurately protect and value the things um, in your life that bring yeah. you health. I've only had Arlo for a day and a half, but if anything happened to him, I would kill everyone in this room and then myself. And yeah. again, uh, one more thing, this is a, a, a PS, like you said, make sure that whatever you're protecting and valuing is actually a thing worth protecting and valuing yeah. and setting yeah. boundaries around. So yeah. if it's a bad habit, you're setting boundaries around that you don't want people to talk to you about, that's probably something not to set boundaries yeah. about <laughs> yes. and actually invite yeah. more insight input yes. into. But if it's something that is worthy of protecting and valuing and, yeah. you're, and you're treating with the respect it deserves, then you will set healthy boundaries. Yeah, exactly. I'll say that the, again, this, this is, uh, as with anything like this, you, there has to be room for, to some degree, for forgiveness with this. Mm. Because as you are figuring out what your priorities are and other people are figuring out what the priorities are, be able to respect that other people say like, you know what, you you didn't know that this was what priority was are, and you're maybe even challenging me where this priority is, or maybe I got it wrong a little bit, that you can figure it out and negotiate it together. The only thing that Ooh, will break yes. that is if they don't respect your right to make those value judgments ultimately for yourself. 
Um, and like Paul says in the New Testament, if someone continues and continues, continues a pattern yes. of disrespecting something that you have communicated very yes. clearly and lovingly, that is the point at which you have to say, precisely, you are not respecting my boundaries, so I have to make an ultimately strong but up, to, But up to that point, realizing that you're both imperfect, you're both figuring yes. this out as you go along, that forgiveness and reconciliation needs to be a part of the equation. Yeah. Yes. And also, even when you set that big, big yeah. boundary... Um, we are also called to be eternally forgiving. And yes. when someone yeah. recognizes and says, I will not respect your boundaries, at least as Christians, Joseph, you and I have yeah. the obligation to say, right. I forgive you and to yeah. reopen that door and to give people second chances because that's what God has offered us. So yes. you're right. None of us are perfect and we will set boundaries imperfectly and even um, respect other people's boundaries imperfectly. Yeah. But these are important nonetheless to, like yeah. you said, figure out and even negotiate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now that sounds like a, a pretty good uh, primer on the idea of boundaries. Yeah. Uh, intro. Intro, exactly. Anybody, again, if you have stories about boundaries um, and how you set boundaries and how uh, and and how it's worked out or or particular mm -hmm. struggles you have, please send us it, that those into us. If you have particular questions, maybe we can do another episode later about getting into some specifics, more specifics about some of those. But uh, yeah, this is this is something we both have struggled with. So glad uh, we got to. I uh, got to uh, have a chance to talk about it. All right. So now on to uh, the the everybody, and by everybody, I mean somebody's uh, favorite uh, part of the episode, uh, blesses and curses. Now, we totally honest. I forgot to think about my blessings and curses this uh, this time. So, uh, Nathan, did you do you have any blesses and curses figured out? Yes, I do have some blesses and curses. Um, today, I'm going to bless one the book Boundaries. Uh, this is you know not very original, but it really is a book. It's a simple book. It's not you know high theology or philosophy. No. It's a simple psychological book that has this concept that been grasped and understood can yeah. change your life. And I think we gave a good primer into what that is today. And this book will only flesh that out and give you more insight into how that to implement that in your life in healthy and loving ways. Yeah. Um, so please go read the book boundaries. And there's like a million of them. There's like boundaries for work, boundaries for relationship, boundaries yeah. for kids and in all of these areas, we do need boundaries. So, you know, either read the first one, that's the basic or read yeah. all of them. I don't care. But they're, <laughs> yeah. um, the, the guys who wrote this, Cloud and Townsend, are really, really smart um, and express it very well. So yes, that book is fantastic. I'm also going to bless, um, it's not even my favorite show in the world, but one thing I really liked about it was uh, you, it showed the two the two opposite ends of boundaries. Hmm. And um, it showed the dangers of not setting them and what happens. And it also showed the dangers of setting them for everything and for selfish reasons. And yeah. the show I'm talking about is Parks and Rec. And you see these two mm. characters on seemingly opposite ends of the spectrum politically. Um, it's Leslie and Ron. And mm. uh, the show is full of great characters. Um, but these two are particularly interesting because they're on opposite sides of the, the, the political spectrum. They are opposite sides of the personality spectrum. But yeah. for some reason, they form this really great love, um, uh, you know, friendship for yeah. each other and it's really beautiful but you have ron over here who is totally uh i don't like people i want to do what i want i yeah. don't be left alone who is and so he sets boundaries around everything will you come to this no will you help me no yeah and so he's really good at setting boundaries but like you pointed out they're for selfish reasons yeah and ultimately that leaves him uh lonely and more curmudgeonly and yeah he's worse because he's setting boundaries for selfish reasons and then you have on the other end of the spectrum leslie who is this 
chronic people pleaser yeah. and wants to do everything and says yes to everything. And she wants to go and do and give herself. And she never sets boundaries. And ultimately you find her uh, many times throughout the series um, explaining herself to the detriment of herself or to, yeah. even to her causes or to the other things in her life because she never learns how to say no or set boundaries. And because of their friendship, Ron learns to um, actually give of himself yeah. uh, while setting boundaries. And Leslie learns how to set boundaries so she can better give of herself. So I think it's a really good, it's funny, it's silly, but a really good picture of um, uh, the best ways to set boundaries and maybe the different pers- the different ends of the um, spectrum that we might yeah. fall on. That's uh, So I think it's really fun. Um, as far as curse, oh man, I'm going to go for just a, a classic curse. Everyone's going to be mad at me, but I'm going to curse the notebook because <laughs> it- Classic. It, yeah, it, it celebrates crossing people's boundaries yeah. to get what you want. It endorses, you know, it opens the entire movie with, um, on a Ferris wheel, he threatens to jump off the Ferris wheel unless she, she goes says, out with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he like lays in the middle of the street and says, I'm going to get run over unless you go out with me. And, you know, yeah. we, we fantasize about this kind of relationship. This is like the movie and the book, yeah. you know, for all oh, this kind of relationship I want. I'm like, no, it's not. The yeah. entire movie is of these people not setting boundaries, crossing boundaries, manipulating each other, yeah. codependency. And you see that a lack of boundaries creates a really toxic relationship. Um, and it might look romantic on screen, but I promise you in real life, it is anything but. Yeah. Uh, so so I'm going to curse this movie and the way it has encouraged both men and women to um, manipulate and ignore and cross boundaries. And also, I'm just going to curse a lot of movies um, throughout throughout time that have kind of done this because I feel like a lot of love stories have. And there was this concept of you should just keep on pursuing the girl, keep on asking, keep on bugging across her boundaries. Even if she said no, I think that's really bad. And yeah. I think it is, especially when someone has explicitly told you that I don't want this or yeah. that's, you know, it, it's ignoring their consent and their choice and their autonomy. Yeah. And, you know, I was always told you should, if you like someone, you should not, talk, not by my parents, but just like culture, you should in movies, you should just grab the girl and kiss her, surprise her whether she likes it or not. And I'm like, that's awful. <laughs> Sexual assault. Yes. That is Literally, an awful, legally. awful thing. And I don't like that movies romanticize this. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's bad. And so the notebook is a perfect encapsulation of that badness. So that is my curse. I'm sorry, everybody, but the notebook, yeah. no. Even no, though I uh, love, look, I love um, both Rachel Adams and Ron Gosling. Of course. But I mean, like you're 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 the like, you know, three hundredth person to to notice that it is a little bit problematic. So I think you're pretty safe. Okay, good. <laughs> oh. okay I'm good. Um all right, so yes, I I um First, I'm going to bless. I don't think I've had an opportunity to bless this on the show, even though it's a, a movie I absolutely love. But is the uh, 2020 film Emma, and it's oh, a it's, yes. it's a beautiful Jane Austen adaptation. If you're a fan of Jane Austen like I am, it's it's amazing on many levels. But in terms of actually showing what healthy boundaries can look like, you have a lot of these different examples of you know Emma with her father, who is constantly trying to guilt. Uh, people, her into staying with him and to you know taking care of him and pe- guilt people into not pursuing other relationships um, because he wants the, everything to stay the same. Um, and you see how Emma kind of navigates that with you know trying to love him and take care of him without allowing herself to be manipulated by that way, well, but still be uh. sacrificially doing that. But you also see her relationship with Mr. Knightley, how both of them are very strong personalities and both have very strong values. And they both care about each other very deeply, but they also realize, and particularly Mr. Knightley, 
realizes that he's not sure if he can actually be in a relationship with her because he's not sure if her values and his values match up. And so oh, there is this. He draws the boundary. He actually draws a boundary. And he and at a certain point, they have both figure out, but particularly her figures out that the, the actually way to um, have a relationship with each other is to make sure that they're not going to violate each other's values. She's not going to violate his values and et cetera, both. And so that becomes, it becomes them actually being able to match values with each other as becomes the way that they actually pursue a relationship, which is an incredibly healthy mm. thing for both of them to do that nobody actually really does in modern movies to say that, or shows or anything to say that I can't be in a relationship with them until we actually, our values actually match up together. Um, wow, so I, think, I love that. Yeah, so I think that's a, that's a really beautiful thing. Um, in terms of my curse, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to I'm actually going to curse something that's going to make a lot of um, my demographic, which is college educated Christian movie lovers, mad at me. I'm actually going to uh, curse the movie Silence, which is that famous you know oh, Martin Scorsese shot fired movie. No, it's, and the thing is, people love it because it does have this it's these you know christians dealing with the it's artistically done and it's christians dealing with the questions of like what are our priorities you know our our orthodoxy or loving others and people love that aspect of it. and rightfully so that's a great topic to do within a movie artistically done the problem is it frames it in a situation where the people who are presenting that choice to the uh protagonists are very specifically framing the choice in a manipulative guilty way and the way that they frame the choices is very it's again it's very clearly psychologically manipulative and not actually a healthy way to frame those choices that they're making so for me it really romanticizes um guilting somebody and psychological manipulation and it's it's it much less of a, of a theological or a fair theological question than it is romanticizing manipulating somebody into having your theology or to doing what you want them to do. And I think that that's very harmful. Um, and I don't think Christians should be romanticizing that. So that's, I, that's something I'm going to curse. I, I look forward to all the letters, but I stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I haven't seen it. So I can luckily not weigh in. Because, um, <laughs> exactly. I don't know why so I haven't seen it. I think I've never been in the mood and I know I'm sure it's a beautiful movie, a worthy movie. Dude, I just I need to be in the mood for some movies. You need to be in the mood so for can... three hours of pain. <laughs> yes, and I'm rarely in the mood for that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, anyway, so yeah, you're safe. You're safe from the um, yep. from from uh, college educated Christian cinephile Twitter. Well, I I blessed <laughs> something that everybody loves, and I curse something that everybody hates. Well, not everybody, so, but a lot exactly, of people. Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, cool. Well, awesome. Awesome. Um, so, well, thank you, everybody, for this discussion. And again, if you have any stories about boundaries or you have any further questions about this topic that you would like us to deal with, please send us, go to the Overthinkers Journal, go to the Contact Us page. We would love to hear what you have to say. And uh, Nathan, if, uh, and of course, if you want, of course, if you want to invest more in the Overthinkers community, you can join our Facebook group at uh, the Overthinkers on Facebook. Um, and uh, if anyone wants to get in touch with you personally, Nathan, where can they go? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. they can go to nathanclarkson.me or they can search my name, Nathan Clarkson, on any of the socials. And I love when people reach out. And if I don't get back to you, 
uh, quickly. Or it's because you're setting ever, a boundary. It's not because no. I don't love you. It's <laughs> because I'm setting a boundary. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, fantastic. Uh, yes, the same with me. Uh, josephholmesstudios.com. You can reach me or you can reach me at, uh, at any of the socials. Well, thank you again so much, everybody, for uh, listening. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Thank you.